0: Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 692. That the Lord has called me into this world to preach and to teach. Uh, If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Just let her know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. And uh, we'll send it to you free of charge, including the postage and handling. Right now, let's pray to the Lord that God will bless this message, this program. Father, I anoint this program. I pray that you come against every demon in hell, the devil himself, binding, as he stated that we must bind him on earth, and then we bind him by preaching your word and teaching your word. We bind him by praying always so that we have the spirit of God to preach and to teach this is how we destroy satan is by you the word of god you jesus are the word of god you are the image and likeness of god god has no image except you and us now that we're sons of god and daughters of god we are the image of god that people see in this world and here in this world uh, that you uh, can show the people in the world that they can be aware that Christ with the Father by the Spirit lives and that he is almighty because people see us enduring all hardness like good soldiers. And we know that uh, the people can tell that we're not at all like unsaved, that we are saved or children of God. Because no one would be able to go through the things that we go through unless they had God Almighty, the Lord Jesus Christ, God Almighty, the Holy Spirit, the quickening spirit, the life giving spirit living in us. Lord, we ask that you bless this program, that people's souls will be saved. Open their open them up to receive it. And uh, the church as well, who has, uh, most of them have fallen away. There's a bunch of them. All the people that we see, most of them that we see in these large congregations, they wouldn't be there if they were hearing these words that I preach, Father, which are your words. They're there to be comforted in fallacy. They're there to be comforted in heresy. They're the falling away, the falling away, and most people think that's a great big revival. But I, I know you know better, for, and it's for sure you've also showed me better. Lord, let souls be saved, and the, the body of Christ, the actual New Jerusalem, be strengthened, and that let people come back to you before it's everlastingly too late in jesus name i pray and everyone says amen amen all right now we've got this uh i don't know which one is the man and which one is the wife but it's reno and smiley now maybe if i'd like somebody to write in if they know if reno is the man and smiley is the woman or, or the wife, or if uh, Smiley is the man and Reno is the woman. But I really love the way they sing because you can tell that they're, they're not trying to sound pretty, but they're really, uh, sincere. They really, uh, reminds me of just, uh, back in the peaceful days where you're just sitting out on the porch and there's no trouble. It's just everything is nice. May not have much money or anything, but you just out there and listen to people sing. And people back when, when they were, some of them were very sweet. A lot of people were more sweeter and kinder and nicer back then. Here's Reno and Smiley to sing for you and me. Sweet by and Bye.
1: can see it afar for the Father waits over the way to prepare us a dwelling place there in the the sweet by and by we shall meet On that beautiful shore In the sweet
0: Praise the Lord. Yeah, one of these days, all of us are going to stand before the judgment, the great white throne, the judgment bar of God, or the mercy seat of Christ. And it all depends on the way we live our lives. If we're, um, we cannot live a godly life unless we become spiritual. And the Lord said, we must be born again of the spirit and of water. This is... uh, we must be born again because we have sin on our soul, and this is the reason to be born again. Say so some people say, "Well, I'm a homosexual, uh, or I'm an adulterer, I'm a lesbian, I'm all these different things." Yes, that's why you have to. You must be born again. You cannot enter the kingdom of heaven the way you are. Well, God made me this way. No, uh-uh, He didn't. Uh, and if you thought he did, he still uh, gives you a way out. He tells you, you must be born again of the spirit, because what you have now is a reprobate spirit, a spirit that's rejected of God because you're not keeping his commandments. That's the opposite of what the Lord tells us to do, is to be a homosexual, a lesbian, a murderer, a murder your own children, Your body does not belong to yourself. Women say, my body is my body. No, the Bible says that the body is not for fornication, but the body. Your body is for the Lord to live in. And he says that he purchased us by the blood that he shed on the cross at Calvary. He purchased us with his blood. This is the blood of the body That God lived in while he was here on earth And therefore if uh, he purchased us Then we belong to him If you go into the store and buy something It's yours And when the Lord buys us With a price much higher than money We are his Not Satan's We're his Not our own uh, we're his. We cannot uh, take that which the Lord put in us, or he allowed to be put in us, the fruit of our bodies. He cannot uh, allow you, without you being called a murderer, you can't murder your uh, own child, your child, which is God's child. Why? Because God said so. And that ought to be enough for you. Because you don't belong to yourself and therefore it isn't your body and you cannot say, well, I'm, uh, it's, this is my body. And I, therefore I can murder whatever is in my body. Well, if that were the truth, well then people could say, this is my body and I can take all kinds of drugs if I want to. Well, you can, but, uh, you're gonna pay the price for it. You're gonna, if you're drunken on anything, narcotics, drugs, alcohol, whatever, drunken's your spirit, you're a drunkard and no drunkard shall enter the kingdom of heaven. And besides, the Lord doesn't want his body which he purchased with his blood for you to pump it full of drugs. He doesn't want you to sniff gas and glue and uh, chew morning glory seeds and smoke bana- dried bananas and uh, all the other different things that people take today to make their souls drunken. He wants you to have the spirit of the Lord in you so that you can be saved, born anew. And so that you can, uh, receive in your mind and your heart and your spirit, your soul, that the body that you're living in right now is not yours. It belongs to God and you can't do whatever you want. You can't, uh, go against God's word either. The Lord says that the righteous person values everything that god has given them i don't care if it's a piece of cake you don't put it out for people to uh it's yours and you're supposed to keep it i don't know anybody that's got money and that has substance in this world that are slothful and wasteful because a wasteful person is never going to have anything and it's you know, I've been around a lot of people. I've been poor, then I've had money. And I see that poor people are more wasteful than people that have money. Money, uh, p- money people are very frugal. They really uh, put their money in the right place. They don't give tithes and offerings to satanic works that call themselves Christians. And they don't give them to um, dogs and cats. You know, people are protecting dogs and cats and animals more than they do human beings. Now that, these animals, I mean, I believe in taking good care of animals, if you have them, because the Bible says to. But uh, he wants us to be more benevolent to humans, because humans have souls. In them, and they have eternal life if they receive the word of God. And God made us, not animals, in His image and likeness. Now, you animal lovers out there, I mean, you know, it's good to love an animal, but it's better to love the Lord more than the animal. And we know that uh, that uh, the Lord will honor you if you honor His word. If you don't honor his word, if you make up this new doctrine that animals are gods, like the children of Israel did, they made uh, an image of an animal and they worshipped it. And this is what idol idol worshippers do. They worship cats and dogs and they will murder the actual image and likeness of God. And uh, God says that you're not his child, you're not his son or daughter if you get things all screwed up in your head like that. You goofed up. Now take care of animals, fine, but take better care of humans. And you say, well, humans are bad because they do bad things. Yes, if they're not saved, that's why you're supposed to preach the gospel to them, so that they can hear the truth, and when they know the truth, the truth will set them free from being bad people. And that's why all these Muslims, uh, the Muslims, I've read some of Farrakhan's uh, little pieces of his book, and he says that we white people, or that, uh, we Caucasian people, I don't know anybody that's white except Michael Jackson, Okay, but we Caucasian people, we are not the devil. Anybody that says that we're supposed to be murdered, like Farrakhan says, he's the devil. And his cult is the devil. Uh, Farrakhan's cult came into existence through the Vatican, the Antichrist cult. And the Muslim, Farrakhan's cult and uh, Obama's cult is uh, the um, cult of Satan that says that all Caucasians must be put to death. Well, that would include Jesus of Nazareth, the son of the living God. So anyone that preaches this sort of thing, the body... It belongs, we, uh, Caucasians, God purchased us. And everybody that's going to heaven has to bow down before this Caucasian God. God is a Jew. Our God is the God of the Jews, the Bible says. No matter what Farrakhan says. And no matter what uh, Obama's cult leader says, now to me I could care less. They're all six of one and half a dozen of the other. Those that are running for president. But Obama spent 20 years in that cult and calls himself a Christian, and they call themselves a Christian uh, church. When in reality, if you go by the word of God, they're a cult. Uh, They're a murderous cult. And then he says that Farrakhan is the greatest voice today. No, he's a dirty liar. He's of the devil when he says things like that. Or his pastor says that. And he can't tell me that he's been sitting in that church for 20 years. And he doesn't know what this reprobate is preaching. They exalt him. And finally, after... He came out and renounced his pastor. After all these days that have gone by, he says, I'm going to renounce my church. He calls it a church. God calls it a cult. Obama calls it a church, but God calls it a cult. He's been sitting in there and hearing this doctrine that all of us Caucasians must be murdered. Well, God says he wants to live in us. And especially the Bible says that we Jews are the head. And those, uh, he says that uh, blacks are the, t- the tail. I'm not going to apologize for that. Do you think if uh, Obama or all these people or uh, anyone running for president or anyone that is president or anybody else in the world that is uh, of the devil, they're going to come and say, you have to apologize. I'm going to tell him, put that, let's put this in your ear and in your nostrils that I'll never apologize to the devil like uh, Heggy did. Never, ever, never. And if anyone, if I was in a church, that would have said these things, and they were false, I would immediately, I wouldn't have waited for a week or two or three to leave the church, I would have left it immediately. Now, we Jews wrote the Bible, we Jews are the chosen people of God, and all the rest of the Gentiles are the tail. The only time you become anything is if you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. If you accept the word of God into your heart, your spirit, your soul. You are nothings out there if you're dead in your sins and in your trespasses. So therefore, um, repent. And I've said, I've said these strong words to you from the word of God, and I will not repent for them. Never. Peggy repented for saying that the Catholic cult is the Antichrist. My Lord and my God, who is this guy? Well, if we judge, we're to judge all things by the word of God. Why, he's a people pleaser is what he is. That's what he is, all right. That's what he is. And he's not of the Lord. I don't care how many jokes he tells. That isn't the Lord anyway. I guess you can tell we're in L.A. You can hear those sirens going all over the place. Yeah, but um, we're also here with the word of God. Now then, let's get into the reading of the word of God. Let me find where we were. Oh, yes. Now, what chapter are we in? Okay, the last... Uh, scripture verse i read was verse eight for though i'm made you sorry because i you know and i'm making a lot of people sorry out there because they've been sinning and finally they're sorry now for their sins because i uh, told them what they were doing wrong so he said so did paul he says i made you sorry with a letter and that was first corinthians I do not repent, though I did repent, for I perceive that the same epistle hath made you sorry. In other words, the first epistle made you people sorry because I told you that you were carnal, and you were, though it were but for a season. Verse 9, Now I rejoice, not that ye were made sorry, but that ye sorrowed to repentance. Why am I rejoicing? Because you're sorry? No. If you were just sorry, that doesn't mean anything. But if my preaching the word of God to you made you so sorry that you were sinning, and that you repented, then I'm very happy. I rejoiced not that you were sorry. There's a lot of people say, oh, I'm so sorry. They don't really mean it. They don't repent. I'm sorry. What a phony statement. Have a good day. Phony statement. Be good now. Now I rejoice not that you were made sorry but that ye sorrowed to repentance. Now, if you're really sorry for the things that you've done and that I've made you aware of that were not of the Lord, and you repented, then uh, I rejoice. But if you just said you repent, so many people say, I repent. (laughs) I don't believe that. That's flippant. Okay, I did it. I had a fender better, and I repent. I won't do it anymore. Can I still drive? No. For ye were made sorry after a godly manner. Not just to say, I'm sorry because you caught me. But I'm sorry because I don't want my soul to go to hell, and I repented. I repent. Repent means that you're never going to do it again that ye might receive damage by us in nothing." I didn't damage you because I told you the truth, and that I made you sorry by telling you that you're a sinner, and because the fact uh, that you were sinners and then you were sorry for it, truly sorry, to the point to where you repented. So, I haven't done you damage. No, I haven't given you damage in any way, in nothing. First hand, for godly sorrow, not sorrow that you got caught, but godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, which is not to be repented of. Don't be repenting that you got saved. Repent if you didn't receive godly sorrow, which repent if it didn't work repentance in you uh, to salvation. Not to be repented of. Godly sorrow is not to be repented of. But the sorrow of the world worketh death. I don't uh, sorrow for the world. I sorrow for people that are in the world because uh, they're going to be burned up and then they're going to be sent to hell in the lake of fire. The sorrow of the world worketh death. Do I feel for, uh, sorry for the people that refuse to repent? No. They have deliberately chosen to be burned. Hmm. They have actually chosen to die throughout eternity in pain, suffering. Verse 11. For behold, this selfsame thing, that ye sorrowed after a godly sort. What carefulness! When you were really sorry to repentance, it worked. Uh, such carefulness! I gotta really watch out what I'm doing and what I'm uh, saying. What carefulness it wrought in you! Or well, you started worrying. You be, start being careful about what you did and said. Yeah, what clearing of yourselves! In other words, when you were starting to think of what you were saying and doing, of uh, putting your mind into gear before you put your mouth into action. What clearing of yourselves. You got it. All this word of God that I gave you purged your souls and your spirits to where you got cleared of all the things that wrong that you were doing. Yea, what indignation. You were angry at yourself that you have offended yourselves. You say, do you offend God? You can't offend. You're offending yourself. God is not a man that he should repent. He said the way it is, and that's the way it is. And he says that he won't even pay any mind to you if you're yelling and screaming your lungs out while you're in hell experiencing the most horrible. There's not words in the world that can explain or in the eternity that can explain the suffering that you're going to go through in hell. Yea, what fear, the fear of God, it put into you when you realize that he's sincere. God is a good God, but he's also a terrorist. Finally, people in the world know what a terrorist is, but uh, God, as a terrorist, makes all the terrorists in the world look like a punk. And I'm not talking, you know, you look like punk rockers. These girlish boys that color their hair green and purple and all these other, these uh, pretty boys, right, if you will. Yea, what a vehement desire. A vehement desire. He, uh, he put a desire in you to uh, discipline yourselves, to be disciplined by the Holy Spirit yea what zeal to do it he put in you from me telling you the word of God Yea, what revenge I'm gonna take revenge on myself I don't care I'll beat my body black and blue so that I can get into the kingdom of heaven this isn't uh, literally uh getting up somebody to ball at you to where you get black and blue, but this is that you will discipline your body to not have any of the things of this world that would cause your soul to spend eternity in hell. In all things, in everything, ye have approved yourselves to be clear. Oh my God, I'm approving myself I want to approve myself. I want to do what God said because I know he's sad that if I don't, I'm going, I'm sending myself to hell in the lake of fire. So, um, ye have approved yourselves. How do you approve yourselves? You look at the word of God and then you see what he says to do and then you do it. That's approving yourself because God is not going to pull out another Bible Another mirror, uh, another rule book on us when we get before the judgment bar of God. He's going to judge us from His Word because He is the Word. In all things, ye have approved yourselves by reading, looking into the mirror, which is we, uh, if we see, we can't see ourselves in the Word of God. We can't match ourselves up with the Word of God. The word of God is Jesus. We don't look like Jesus uh, in the word of God. We don't act like Jesus in the word of God. We don't do the things that Jesus says in the word of God. And therefore, we cannot approve ourselves before God. So in all things, everything that you have approved yourselves, you looked into the mirror of the Lord, the word of God, and you you approved yourselves to be clear without sin, in this matter. Well, Charles Stanley says, nobody can be perfect. There's no striving. Just be comfortable in my church and I'll lick your wounds and just comfortably send your souls into the biggest torture chamber in the universe. Well, then Charles Stanley is your God. And even though he preaches not the word of God, Well, he preaches some of it. That makes him a good counterfeit. But then he tells you, you can't be perfect, so don't even try. Verse 12. Wherefore, though I wrote unto you, I did it not for uh, his cause that had uh, done the wrong, nor for his cause that suffered wrong. But that our care for you in the sight of God might appear unto you. So we want you to know just how God feels, and that's why we preach the gospel. That's why we preach the truth. Now, God is the word of God, and the word of God is true. That's why we did it. Uh, that the word of God, the sight of God, might appear unto you. The sight of God, well, what's that? In other words, you can't see God unless you see his word. So when you're seeing God's word, which is Christ, then you're seeing God. No man can see God and live In other words, we have to die out to this world in order to be able to have the Spirit enter into us so that the Spirit will show us all things and will guide us into all truth. In the sight of God might appear unto you. That's why I preach the gospel also, is that you are able to see the way God thinks and that you are able to fashion yourself in the image and the likeness of God, what he likes, instead of doing what you like. But we like doing what we like. Well, you won't like it because it sends your soul to hell. So why do something in this temporal world, which is only going to be here for a few more days, minutes, hours, and then spend eternity in Hell! Hell! The lake of fire, where you're just going to be miserable all the time. It feels good in this world to just be able to let yourself go. Let your ha- head hang down. And just, uh, let your hair hang down. Let's do whatever feels good looks good. And then spend eternity in hell. Hell! Verse 13. Therefore, we were comforted in your comfort because once you knew that you could see god and that you knew what he wanted and what he didn't like well then you were comforted because you shapened yourself up by shaping yourself up with the word of god therefore we were comforted also in your comfort because what the lord sent us to do with you to tell you his Word, so that you could see god uh, and you did see God, and you shapened up, well, then we were comforted too. Yay. And exceedingly the more joyed we, for the joy of Titus. We really, Titus was so joyed, he was overjoyed. And so we were overjoyed uh, for because of the joy that he had. Because his spirit was refreshed by you all. To see that you're now following God after his word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh and dwelt upon all men. And the Bible says that Jesus is the word of God, therefore believe on the the lord jesus christ the word of god and thou shalt be saved what part of the word of god the whole word of god man does not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the living god and that's the entire bible old and new testament don't let anybody tell you you're not supposed to read the old testament the old testament tells you what's right and wrong and what's going to happen in the new and then you can see builds your faith the word of god does That the word of God has been fulfilled in the word of God in the New Testament. Verse 14. For if I have boasted anything to him of you, to Titus of you, I'm not ashamed. I'm not because I told him how bad you were. And now after my letter, how good you are. How you've uh, repented and began doing what the Lord says to do. So I'm not ashamed of that. But as we spake all things to you in truth, I told you that if you don't receive the word of God and uh, all his righteousness, everything that he says, that you're going to spend eternity in hell. But if you do, you'll spend eternity. God will be your father. You will be his sons. And you will be his daughters. And, uh, he will, uh, you'll be uh, members of his body. He'll live in you and through you. So we speak all these things to you in truth. Even so, our boasting, which I made before Titus, is found a truth. Or I told him what I was boasting about was not boasting, If I tell you that I know the Lord, I'm not boasting, I'm telling the truth. Even though I am boasting as well. I'm going to heaven. Am I boasting? Yeah, I'm boasting, man. I'm saved. But I'm telling the truth. A fact is a fact. Amen? Amen. So that's a fact. This is a fact. Now, I may not look like a godly person, to you. Either did John the Baptist. Man, he came eating grasshoppers, locusts, and honey. And he looked like a caveman with his garment. And I don't look like a godly person, either, a prophet of the Lord. And, um, you know, some of the people that do, they're not really of the Lord because they deceive you with their looks. But the kingdom of heaven is not the way you look. It's the kingdom of heaven is inside. The only God sees the inside of you, whether you're saved or not. The kingdom of heaven cometh not with observation. The kingdom of is invisible, the kingdom of heaven. It enters into you. It doesn't make a difference if you look like a wild man. Even though a lot of wild men think that they're of the kingdom of heaven because they look like a wild man, that isn't it. Or if you look like a puny person or um, anybody, you can't tell. The only way you can tell is if they're living the life that the word of God tells us to live. Are you? Okay, look in the mirror and see. Verse 15. These people did, and therefore they repented, and they sorrowed that they weren't living that way. Verse 15. And his inward affection, which the spirit that's in him, his has his uh, inward affection is more abundant toward you. Or in other words, his spirit is more abundant toward you, his inward affection, whilst he uh, remembereth the obedience of you all, that he remembered that you started obeying God and you just really were on the money. You really were doing what the Lord said. and it just rejoices him uh, in, in his inward affection is more abundant toward you because he saw that you were really of the Lord. He saw your obedience, the obedience of you all. How with fear and trembling ye received him. Well, what is this fear? We're not to fear. God, we're to reverence him. No, uh yeah, you got to reverence him, but you also have to fear him. Moses said that he quaked that he feared God so much. Even Moses quaked. And there's a passage in the book of Daniel that tells for a man, I saw this hand on the wall. And it was writing that this night your kingdom is finished with. Okay, you're finished. You're going to die. Who well, a man that says that his bowels were loosed. His knees were smiting together. Now, I don't call that reverence. Uh, I call that downright fear. The man needed to be cleaned up after he hit the floor. He had a bowel movement. Uh, He remembereth the obedience of you all. How with fear, not reverence, fear and trembling. Now, if I, I revere somebody, I don't tremble. But when I fear, when I fear and tremble, ye received him. I rejoice, therefore, that I have confidence in you in all things. In everything that the Lord says to do, I have confidence that you're going to do it. Because uh, you have fear and trembling. I rejoice, therefore, that I have confidence in you in all things that the Lord says to do. Now, we're just... Uh, that was it on chapter 7. And now we're going into chapter 8. Moreover brethren we do we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the church the churches of Macedonia first two. Of the power of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. Well, what power? What power was bestowed on the churches of Macedonia? Oh, the power to lay hands on people because God is in you, now because you keep his commandments. There's no power in you if you don't keep all of God's commandments. Now, there's no gifts of the Spirit if you don't keep them all, all the commandments of the Lord. Why, you're just a bunch of puffed up people saying that you're Christians, if you don't have any power. Because the Bible plainly states that these signs shall follow them that believe. I mean, really believe, not those that just say we're Christians. And we've been in uh, the Stony Alamo Church uh for 20 years, 30 years or 35, or whatever. That doesn't give you any priority over anything. There's new Christians that have come in that are better than the old-timers. The old-timers have put in time. But, um... That doesn't cut any ice how long you've been here. Uh, so, um... Okay, so moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the power of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. All right, so um, verse 2, how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the wretches of their liberality. Oh my God. Wonderful. Abounded unto their poverty, abound to the riches of their liberality. Verse 3. For to their power, their power, I bear record. Yea, and oh, beyond their power, they were willing of themselves. (laughs) Beyond our power. We have no power unless it's of the Lord. We have no power if we're not keeping all the commandments. Because the Lord said he wants all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And if we're giving him half or 25% or less than that or even 99 and 9 tenths percent, we have no power. We have to be long all of the heart, soul, mind and strength to the Lord. The Lord paid the price for us and so we belong to him and he wants to use us 100% of the time. For to their power, I bear record. Yea and beyond their power they were willing of themselves uh, willing to do what? Praying with uh praying us with much entreaty praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministry to the saints. Well, that's what I want. Well, I know if this uh, whole church of uh, mine that the Lord has given me to pastor here on earth, we're all praying like this, where you could trust it uh, when there's a crisis that hits when we're being attacked, I can trust that the people in the church are really praying, that they're not feigning or they're not pounding their chest, and I've been in this ministry for 15, 20, 25, 30 years. uh uh-uh, that's not going to cut it, children. Verse 5, And this they did not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves... To the Lord and unto us by the will of God. Well, I'm going to have to stop here right now because we have a letter or two, depending on how short or long the letter is. Uh, Who has the first letter? Michelle? Michelle? Yes. Okay, let me hear.
2: From Charlotte, North Carolina. I am a sinner. Please send me further information on your church. I understand Pastor Tony Alamo can help me.
0: Well, that's good. Uh, Yes. Um, Just uh, refer to my um, website and to my literature. If you do that, then you'll understand how to be born again of the Spirit. You're an honest person. You know that you're lost and you want to be saved. And so send this man all the literature. Send him at least 100 pieces of literature. Uh, Or to send him first uh, 10 pieces, and then send him another 90 uh, every week or something like that, okay? And then what, do you have another uh, one?
2: Yes, from Monrovia, Liberia.
0: Okay, let's hear it.
2: Hello, Pastor. My hope is based on you. I know that God is in control of what we are doing here. Pastor, please, your help is needed on the poor Liberian children and widows that are sleeping all over the streets here. The war has destroyed so many lives... People died from hard times here. I cry when I see all these things going on here. People are just raping some girls all over the streets at nighttime because of the hard times. The children need food, and when those bad boys see these small girls passing on the streets at night, they will call as if to say they want to help them with food. Mm -hmm. But when the children go there, they will have sex with the small girls.
0: See, isn't this Satan? And isn't this Satan? You see the same thing done in the Catholic cult. But they will not try them because they're of the world, and the world does not discipline their own. Okay, then what?
2: At the end, these children will get sick and die. Oh Lord, we need your help and protection upon the Liberian children. Signed, Jonathan Brooks from Monrovia, Liberia.
0: Okay, we've already. I've sent them uh, money. I sent them. Um, I think. I think. I think. Sent a thousand dollars, didn't I? Yes. Yes. And if the people of this, uh, here in my program, would send in finance, I could even send them more. And we have hundreds of letters like this. That time is up. And so right now is the time to pray. So this is what uh, you want to do in order to become careful with the Lord. Your own soul is at stake here. So say this prayer. Say, my Lord and my God have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of my sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you, Lord Jesus, and the entire Godhead in to me. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood of Jesus. Uh, you will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. Save my soul. You will not turn me away. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now, just raise your hands up and praise and thank the Lord. And uh, Sharon, tell your listening audience how they can receive a copy of this,
2: um, uh, program number 692. Go to com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370 or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the
0: Lord, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying, tune in tomorrow for another powerful message from the Lord. Exciting, isn't it? Praise the Lord. Here's Porter Wagner to sing, Swing Down, Sweet Chariot.
1: Swing low, swing low, sweet chariot. Sweet chariot Coming for to carry me home Well I looked over joy what did I see Coming for to carry me home Was a band of angels and they coming after me Coming for to carry me Swing low, Swing low, sweet cherry on. Coming for to carry me home. Swing low, Swing low sweet cherry on. Coming for to carry me home. Now if you get there before I do. Coming for to carry me home. I want you to tell all of my friends that I'll soon be there too. Coming for to carry me home. Why don't you swing down, sweet chariot, stopping? Let me ride. Swing down, sweet chariot, stopping. Let me ride. Swing down, sweet chariot, stopping. Let me ride. Coming for to carry me home. Swing low. Swing low. Sweet chariot. Coming for to carry me home. Come and fall to carry me Oh